Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Bikes and Big Ideas on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. And once again, we are broadcasting this episode from our home here in the Gunnison Valley of Colorado, where more and more bike trails are opening all up and down the valley, from Hartman Rocks in Gunnison to Cement Creek in CB South to Happy Hour and Upper Loop and Lupin in Mount Crested Butte. So what you should do is listen to our conversation today, then check out our brand new bike guide that we're going to be talking about here, then come to the Gunnison Valley, and you know I was thinking about this, for a fun new challenge, you could attempt to replicate all of our photos in this new buyer's guide. So how's that for a new random thing that you could do on your bike? You're welcome. All right, today, May 20th in the year 2021, we have just published our first ever Blister Mountain Bike Buyer's Guide. And you can find it for free on our website. And you can also, right now, listen to David Golay and Kristen Sinnott and me talk about the backstory of the guide and just how long we've been thinking about and working on this thing, why we think that it is quite unique, and why we think something like this really needed to exist, which is why we made it. And so with that, let's get to this conversation with David and Kristen, and definitely go check out the guide and let us know what you think. Here we go. All right, well, I am happy to be here with David Golay and Kristen Sinnott to talk about our first ever Blister Mountain Bike Buyer's Guide. We have been talking about this and thinking about this for actually several years now, and we wanted to tell you a bit more about sort of the backstory of this guide and kind of how it works and frankly, why we think it's pretty unique. So to that end, David, our bike editor, the guy who did the heavy lifting on this guide, so shout out to you and props to you, why don't you try to give us the sort of quicker summary of what our mountain bike buyer's guide is? Yeah, so... For people who might be familiar with, say, our winter buyer's guide, it's a bit different than that. Rather than being a big collection of the current crop of bikes and other gear that goes with it and quick reviews of those and information on how the specific products stack up, it's kind of more a evergreen guide that is a ton of information about all the stuff you need to know to go through the process of buying a mountain bike. And it starts from really basic information that'll be relevant and useful for beginners and then goes up through a bunch of more advanced stuff that will be interesting even to people who have been riding for a long time. It's got a lot on things like suspension kinematics and fork offset and a bunch of other things like that that are going to be more relevant for pretty experienced riders. And it just covers the whole spectrum going through it and working up incrementally to the point of talking about those advanced topics by the end. And as we started first thinking about this guide, literally it was like three years ago. Basically, the reason we started thinking about it is because I just didn't really see a guide like this existing. And I thought that there 
could be a real space for it and that it could really benefit a lot of people. And so I remember when when I first started thinking about this, I kind of had in mind, you know, the image of a ladder, right? Where it was like, all right, let's look at the first rung of the ladder. And if someone is like coming to this world of mountain biking and they're like, I have never been on a mountain bike. I really don't even know what that is or what you do. How could we start to ease them on to the path as it were and just lay out really kind of a curriculum? And it's like it, that that would make sense um, in an order like start here step. You know, here's the first stepping stone, then the next stepping stone. And the irony is. I was thinking about this guy like long, long before I'd ever heard of the words COVID-19, but obviously we've since seen quite an explosion in the bike industry with a lot of new people coming into the space. And so I feel like in that way, our timing turned out to be fairly good on this. Kristen, first of all, one of the reasons I think that your input on this guide has been so, so helpful is that while you are a passionate mountain biker, you're not the person who is just sitting there eating up every latest bike review you can find on the internet or something, right? It's like you bought a bike a while ago, I think, and it's like, cool, you got your bike, it works for you, and you've just been riding. So I feel like your perspective has been really valuable just in helping us kind of make sure we're on track with this idea of the ladder or or the stepping stones. And I don't know, did I did I sum that up pretty well? Does that does that ring true with your experience? Yeah, and and first off, I, I kudos to you guys and Luke. Like I had nothing to do with writing this and like I I love this guide though. At first when you're like, "Oh, could you help read through it?" and everything's like, "Ah, mountain bike technical stuff." Like I I don't read mountain bike reviews. No offense, David, Jonathan, like I've listened to some of the podcasts. They've gone over their head. I, my bike is eight years old. When I bought it, I asked my brother for his advice because it was my, it's actually my first mountain bike ever. And I knew the components. I knew about what was uh, like industry trends during that time. But once I got my bike, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not upgrading for any time, anytime soon. I'm cheap. So I've been out of that side of mountain biking for a long time. And so when I started reading this, it was very enlightening. Like, it, it wasn't dumbed down where I, um, like it, it, it was beginner level in some aspects, but also to the point where I've been riding for eight years and I, I ride fairly regularly. I'm not an expert or extreme rider or anything like that, but, um, being able to see the difference between an enduro bike and a trail bike and a cross country bike, and then go into the components and how it's different for each of the bikes. I found it it's just something if when I go to the shop, because I do go for regular tune-ups, I can do basic tune-ups on my own. Uh, but when I go into the shop and I want to talk to them about certain things, or my brother's been pushing me to get a new bike soon, like I feel like I have a background now where I can evaluate bikes based on this guide. And I found it really easy to read too. Like, And this was even before like cool photos of um, mountain biking were inserted and the actual schematics and diagrams that are in there. It's just... I don't know. It's something that I will definitely look to when I'm buying a bike or even just, I think I can listen to podcasts more and read your guys' reviews with more insight. So again, kudos. I'm, I'm your cheerleader on this one. 
good job. Well, I'm your cheerleader because seriously, your input, and I've, I've told you this, you know, your input here was so, so helpful just in helping us just make sure that we were kind of sort of hitting the right tone. A guide like this, I think this is one of the hardest things. Now, again, we've organized this thing. We have three levels in the guide, kind of level one, level two, and level three. By the time you get to level three, we're getting into some high-level concepts and covering some high-level territory. So it would be a mistake for people to think, oh, I've been riding for a long time. I kind of know what's what. This doesn't sound like it's the guide for me. It's like, well, you might just want to go ahead into level two or level three. But I think with a lot of kind of 101 guides or content written for beginners or people that just haven't been paying attention recently, often I think that stuff just doesn't hit, right? It misses the mark in terms of really trying to connect with a person that is like, hey, this is kind of a new world to me. And I think a lot of times when I've looked at or read quote unquote 101 level stuff, it is either sort of, it gets a weirdly condescending tone or it just overshoots. And it's like, that's not 101. That's like 201 or 301 level. And, and to be honest, I think some of our own gear 101 pieces that we've published on our website have sometimes aired, right? It, it, like those things are reading at a 201 or 301 level. And so we're going to see, and the, the world is going to judge for themselves now. But I think, Kristen, your comments, especially on some of those early chapters, kind of gave me more confidence that we weren't like way off base in terms of the tone, right? Avoiding the condescension. It's like, hi, this is a bike and it has two wheels, right? Or just diving into like, okay, you people are clearly just, you know, eat, sleep, drink, and breathe mountain bikes. And you've forgotten how to talk to people coming into this space. Yeah. I mean, one thing that stands out for me too, is it not only like are the components broken down into kind of the basic, def basic definitions and what they're used for, but the fact that you go into detail on each one, whether this would be the spot to save weight or upgrade. I thought that was really interesting. And I think you have it on every single aspect and some of the trends that are seeing now versus like my eight-year-old bike and just differences there. It's just, yeah. And riding responsibly, how to like for, especially for newbies, but it's always good for anybody to have that information, like a nice reminder, like this is how you should be acting out on that trail. Like we don't, want to lose our trail systems because people aren't following these rules. So in that part might be more beginner oriented, but also a nice refresher for everybody. Again, somebody that hasn't spent a lot of time looking at new bikes to buy a new bike, I can still get a lot of information out of this guy and feel a lot more knowledgeable going into a bike shop or starting to figure out where, what I want out of a new bike or how to upgrade my own bike to make it a better ride for me. David, as we we're talking about just kind of the construction and organization of this guide. I'm curious, how easy did it feel to you to kind of think through and figure out like the building blocks or the stepping stones, like the order of those things? Like, okay, should this go before that, et cetera, et cetera? 
we spent a long time on just the outline of the thing before we even started writing anything in earnest. And I think did a good job with that. And so by the time it was at the point where I was sitting down ready to write the individual sections, we had a pretty good roadmap for it. And it all fell into place and didn't need to deviate from that too much. It it came together neatly. The thing that crystallized for me about it as I was really putting it together was that I think kind of a good way to think about a lot of it is that there are probably aren't that many individual pieces of information in this guide that you can't find somewhere else out in the world, but it is a distillation of a ton of information that is otherwise in a whole bunch of disparate spots and you would have to work way harder to track all of it down and pull it all together and weed through a ton of extraneous stuff to get there. And so this is just condensing all of that information into one document in one place in a logical order that makes it easier to process it and find all of it and internalize it. And so that's kind of really the point of the whole thing. That's what its reason to exist is. That's a great point. I'm just going to reiterate and underscore what you just said, but people have written well, probably on every topic that we talk about in this guide, but that's really the key thing. Literally for the last three years or so, as I've been kind of digging around, because I frankly just was like, of course a guide like this has to exist. And again, it might somewhere and Maybe we missed it, but it's like, well, if I couldn't find it, having dug around for several years now, that's kind of why we were like, I think the world could use this. And here's our take on it, right? I mean, here's the blister take on um, this kind of a bit of a different introduction to to mountain biking and, and mountain bikes, I should say. Something else to note on when I was reading it through it, it is very easy to read and it's not, you're not overwhelmed with information on each topic. It's just the right amount of information. It's concise um, without being, you know, too many words out there. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's something I, I like that it's all in one place and we'll come back to. Yeah. But I mean, it was very, very much our intention to kind of set this up as a bit of a reference book. Right. And so if you, are a brand new rider, you know, or you're going to buy your first bike, I think it's going to be pretty easy to kind of skip through and find different sections that just grab your interest right now. You know, read those, skip the rest, and then um, come back as you wish. So that really is the purpose of this thing, you know, and given that we're, I'm going to like, we're going to wrap this conversation. I'm going to go back and do sort of my last round of edits on this before we turn it out tomorrow, Thursday. I, I hesitate slightly to say this, but I am going to be really interested to see what kind of feedback we get from people. And if people are like, Hey, you know, hopefully they'll preface their comment with something like this was really good. But if they're like, would love to see a section on thus and such, or would it be possible to cover X, Y, or Z? And again, this is slightly painful to say right now because we literally not even released the guide yet, but I could see this as being a guide that evolves and grows a bit. But what I would like to do is kind of just keep this, you know, we are going to touch it up and update it. I don't know how frequently, but 
it will be touched up and updated, but I think this is a new kind of, it is a new kind of reference for the sport, frankly, and we'll add sections as we think they're needed. And, you know, we, we have some other things up our sleeves that we may be working on, but, um, it'll be just really interesting to get the feedback to see if it's like, oh yeah, that would be really helpful to also have a section on thus and such, you know, that, uh, David can just whip that up at some point. There's a couple other things I wanted to touch on before I let you guys get going and before I get back to my final editorial pass on this thing. I think it would be worth talking about sort of this bike buyer's guide and the bike brand guides that we have published on Blister and that you can find there and frankly that I think are really good. And I can say that because I don't write those, so I'm not I'm not like bragging. But that's our man, Dylan Wood. Dylan and David work on those bike brand guides, and we've received a lot of outstanding feedback from consumers and, frankly, from the industry about those guides. So, David, do you want to say a word about maybe how this new bike buyer's guide sort of functions along with those bike brand guides and maybe our full reviews that you can read on the website? Yeah, so they're definitely doing different things and serve as a pretty good complement to each other, I think. The brand guides, each one is specified around a given brand, and they'll break down that brand's lineup and talk about all of the different bikes they make, how they relate to each other. It, each one has a section on most similar bikes from other brands. And so it's kind of a good way, if you were thinking about buying a bike, to basically narrow down the list of things that you might want to consider in more detail. They're certainly less in-depth than our full reviews are. That's where those come in, a third separate beast entirely. And the buyer's guide and the brand guides, I think, work together really well. The brand guides are sort of the overview of a given brand's bikes. The buyer's guide goes way deeper on all of the sort of categorical differences between all the different sorts of bikes that the brand guides cover. And so, and then those two working together would kind of help you narrow down the list of bikes that you want to consider in more detail to, you know, kind of make your short list of bikes that you might be considering to buy. And then that's where the full reviews come in is to finish off that list and narrow it down to the bike. We're getting pretty like comprehensive around here. Yeah, we got a lot going on. And Two other things that I wanted to just touch on. We talk about in this guide the fact that we are going to be introducing a new Blister Recommended Bike Shops program. So a lot of you will know that we have a Blister Recommended Ski Shops program going, which I am quite proud of. The way that we've been able to direct people to great service shops in the ski space. I am very proud of that. And we are going to be now firing this up on the bike side as well, because, well, for obvious reasons, people need great ski shops to mount bindings for them and get good boot fitting done and the like. And people sure need good bike technicians and good bike service shops to take care of these not terribly inexpensive bikes that many of us are riding around and crashing and that kind of a thing. So there is a link in the guide 
that will take you to our recommended shops page. And that is frankly a page you're going to be seeing a lot more activity on and it's going to be getting updated here very soon. Yeah, as we expand that list out, check it out. And if you happen to know of an absolutely top shelf shop out there, let us know and we'll check it out and maybe we'll agree with you. One last thing that I also wanted to touch on is we are going to be now ramping up the personalized gear recommendations offering for our Blister membership. So this is something that actually we've been offering for a while, but we have admittedly, I think maybe talked more about these personalized gear recommendations on the ski side of things. And, you know, that's where we kind of got this ball rolling in the first place. And so we get just frankly a massive amount of people becoming Blister members and then filling out a form on the website to send us their questions to help them sort out what ski equipment we think would work really well for them. And we are ramping this up on the bike side of things. So we're excited to have people take advantage of that. Frankly, I mean, just brass tacks, bikes are just way more expensive than all of this ski gear. And so while it's always like horrible if you end up just buying the wrong gear because you didn't know any better, it's like, don't screw up on the bike you buy for the love of God, right? And, you know, David is going to be heading up this program of ours. And I have now talked bikes with David for, I don't know, what, 30 years, I think it feels like now, David? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, over under 30 years. Um, David is extremely good about this. He's good at asking the right questions. And we've already kind of seen enough Blister members reach out to David that I assure you, before you go drop, on a bike. You probably want David or one of our, one of our people who are most knowledgeable in this space weighing in. I strongly encourage you to become a blister member. Send, send us a note. Uh, I want to second what you just said. And my plan when I eventually go down the road of buying a new bike is to go back to the guide, get familiar with it, know my riding style and how like, what parts I want to see. And then I'm just going to hit up David. Cause I, I, I mean, I have a blister membership, right? I'm a reviewer. So I should be able to get this feedback from David and my brother will probably thank you. Cause it'll be like a hundred fewer questions to David. Not that people should send you a hundred questions, David. I'll just fill out the form. It'll be great. You can give me great advice. I'm very excited for this. But I mean, I should say this is something we do really take it seriously. I mean, basically Every recommendation of ours that we put out, that recommendation, well, we're staking our reputation. And we have done this for years with thousands and thousands of people around the globe. And our hit rate is real high. So I think we have proven that we're really good at this. And just in case you're wondering, like, there will be as much back and forth as we deem necessary to be confident in the recommendations we're providing. That's what we do. We take this stuff seriously. 
which you probably have figured out by now that we take this stuff pretty seriously. I don't know that I really need to, I don't know that I really need to tell people that. I think they probably get that by now. Well, I was like, I was very serious about this because like I do some of the ski recommendations and like I'm out on the the lifts and like skiing different stuff. I'm like, okay, I just got this question that came in. Like, would this person like it? Because she said she liked this. So, so yeah, it's one of those things we're constantly thinking about. Um, And to have that, you know, wealth of knowledge on the bike side is very exciting. And I do think it'll help me pull the trigger on a new bike sooner than later. So yay, blister. Well, yeah, Kristen, I think, I think it might be time for a new bike for you. So I look forward to seeing what you end up with. And David, you, well, hopefully I'm going to see pretty soon here in Crested Butte. Yeah, we're going to get some good riding in, I hope, if schedules and a lot of sort of life logistics uh, work in our favor here. Yeah, looking forward to that. And I think that's it, folks. So on that note, go check out the first ever Blister Mountain Bike Buyer's Guide and tell us what you think. We hope it's really useful. We look forward to your feedback. Be nice. We did work pretty hard. So just, you know, be nice. We will look forward to your feedback. And um, hey, I just want to say, David, fantastic work on this thing. Really, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. You've been doing fantastic work for us on the bike side for quite a while now. So um way to keep up the good work, I guess I should say. Kristen, seriously, your editing and inputs and questions were really, really valuable on this. I think made this thing even better. We do have to give a shout out to Luke Kappa, who just did a phenomenal job, I think, with the design work on this guide. And again, we were all contributing little bits, and I think we've been able to make it even better. But man, Luke, Luke gets the the biggest round of applause for for work on the design. It looks pretty sharp. To our other reviewers, Dylan Wood read through this thing, had comments. Eric Friesen was actually one of the earliest people that I was talking a lot with about a guide like this and provided a lot of really good information. And so, you know, once again, it really has been a team effort on this. And the thing that I'm so proud of is we are really putting together a squad now that is really just kind of complementing our respective skill sets. I'm kind of loving this right now. And so um happy to have you guys be a part of this. Happy to get to work with you on things like this. And on that note, I guess we're going to get off this podcast and then go back to working on a bunch of other stuff. You two are great. Always fun to talk. And I'll let you get off this podcast now. Thanks, Jonathan. Good talking to you too. Well, that's it for this edition of Bikes and Big Ideas. Thanks to David and Kristen for the conversation. Thanks to Taylor Ahern for producing this episode. And from all of us here in Gunnison and Crested Butte, please take good care of yourself and everybody else. And we will talk to you again real soon. <laughs>